0: This is Recruitment Agency Ignition with, with Andy, Andy Whitehead. Helping you build your recruitment employment business fast, fast, fast. Using digital and automation and one to many systems, tools, and inbound strategies. So let's focus on what we're going to deal with today. So the, the biggest challenges that I see for a recruitment search business owner, whether it be in the UK, USA, Australia, no matter where it is in the world, are really tri tri And it's the following. It's the following. And the first is this. The first is this. There is a, a feast and famine, feast and famine, almost cancer in these businesses. We have a great year, a bad year. We have a great three months, a bad three months. We have an epic six months, a bad six months. We have feast and famine. The second thing we have is as a business owner, we get into overwhelm. Now my background originally was the corporate world, was the corporate world. Business ownership and entrepreneurship is a completely different animal as we know, but overwhelm. And the third obstacle is such that prevents this growth is cash flow. So I'm a massive believer that 10% of what we, we bring to the business when we get to the, um, the level we're dealing with should be reinvested for growth. So let's take these on board. So first, first and foremost, Feast and famine. So why is that happening? Well, it's happening because although we may have a seven-figure business or on the way to seven-figure business, we're still doing one-to-one. We've still got this, believe it or not, and you, you may or may not actually uh, consciously take this on board, but because we have a good three months or a good year, we think we've got the keys to the kingdom. And really, it comes about luck. And indeed, what we haven't got is control. So control for, means, for me means this. If we run a process, we know we put 10 units in, we get 100 units out. And if you listen to any of our podcasts, if you search for recruiter on iTunes, you'll see we're um, well most of the top ten. You'll you'll hear you'll hear that on the podcast. So what we want is the following. We want consistency. Consistency. Now I'm actually going to wipe that out and give you this. What we really want is assets in your business. So in the old days in recruitment, it would be about getting a broker in who um, who connect you with ABC and it'd be about who you know, et etc. et cetera. And it was very much an antiquated approach. Nowadays, investors, especially if you've really taken on board the online world nowadays, investors are very focused on an asset, i.e. we put five units in, we get 50 units out. This is what the focus is about. So it's about assets. Second thing, overwhelm. Overwhelm. Now, that's a bit of a, a, um, a cliche statement. But what I really mean with overwhelm is we've got this thing that we look after. We've got this thing that we, we look after, and our role starts to become misunderstood. We've not done it before. We've not run a business like this. So to overcome this, we need a number of things. One is clear KPIs, but two is a very clear team structure, which we're going to, going to come to. So, so far, have I spoken about automation or inbound or things you may or may not, may or may not know, know us for? No. Next thing, cash flow. Indeed, getting paid. So businesses come to us are doing three million, but actually the business owner is not making that much money. Crazy. I mentioned Jamie Town just now. 35 people down to seven. Seven branches down to two. Clarico. So let's not forget why we're in business. A, to make more money, but B, our actual business lifestyle. What we actually want. So the key driver here is we need predictability. And to make that happen, and as boring as, as it sounds, we need process. And again, you may or may not have been in webinars before and automation all good things to know about. Um, this is a key factor though, for getting through that two fifty to seven figures and staying there and growing. Now, if we get this on point, what we've got happening is if we get through this asset, which we come to first of all, we've actually got a process of KPIs daily, weekly, monthly. What we've actually got is a role change for you. And the business actually starts to run for you, not because of you. Secondly, If we, again, we've got KPIs across the business, and I mean at an automated level, I mean at a campaign level, I mean at an engagement level, and we've also got the process in place, what we have is a progression blueprint. So that means if we plan out our year, we can predict what will happen in Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4. Then if we've actually got our our, our assets, we've actually got our process, actually leverage our assets, which means that's how a team can go from 35 down to seven, because we're leveraging the assets. Now, this is the key. Understanding these three components is what's going to break us through seven figures and keep us there and keep us there. So with that said, let's first of all look at assets. And again, I'm going to be very, very um, speedy with this. But at a high level, when I look at a business, whether they've come to us and they're doing 10 million or they're a startup, there's going to be a statement, which I'm always told, we are different because we are different because now I'm going to focus on the businesses doing 250, 500 plus Into the seven figures. Now, if we think about what our outcome is, well, I want to sell the business in three years, and we know the broker model is flawed and it's um, becoming redundant. We know we need to build a system, a machine that's demonstrable to an investor, or indeed an asset that works for us. So, what are the phases that make that happen? Number one, we build our assets. And again, I'm going to power through this. Build our assets. So, when a new company joins us. Typically, we have a 30-day, 90-day first game plan, which gets them through what we call traction. So, whether they're a um, seven-figure plus business or they're doing 100k, this is to get traction and to get the actual um, monkey off the back. Shit, this double R, double R works, or whatever it might be, and we have to get the leads in and we get the matching candidates in. But bigger picture, we're talking about building a a real business here. So, assets might, for example, include the following: number one, we monopolize a niche, monopolize a niche, i.e., we're we are the leader in that niche. How do we do that? Number two, if there are 10,000 clients, I want 10,000 in your database. If there's 50,000 clients, 50,000 candidates, I want them in your database. So data. Number three, authority. Why is it that some of our members are getting 350K per placement? They're pretty damn cool already, but it's the authority. And we've got maybe a client attainment system. Why is it some members can come in and move straight into dealing with Fortune 500 businesses without a track record? Because we've got positioning, but also we've got leads. Why is it Ken McCarthy? You can go and listen to the, um, the podcast on iTunes we did before Christmas. Ken joined us about six months ago and went from, um, well, 300K a month as a model in place now. And you'll hear how he tripled his fees and he went fully retained, 100% retained. But in six months, completely turned it around. So an asset for him is also being 100% retained. Another asset could be the social. It moves on and on. But what we're doing is building assets. So if you came to me and said, there are 10,000 clients in the niche or 10,000 in my data set, pretty darn good. It's also good for an investor. But I'm more worried about you getting paid, first of all. So as a real business owner looking into the multiple seven figures, we build assets. Next, we leverage those assets. We leverage those assets. So we plan out what it's going to be for the next 30, 60, 90, 120 days. We leverage those assets. So rather than most businesses, our team come in and they just do their stuff, It may be fairly targeted. We may look at our market and say there's 10,000 clients in this niche. One of our outcomes is we want to have uh, 12 touch points with every single one of those in the next 120 days. Well, there might be a different metric, but we leverage the asset we've built. We're very strategic. And if we know that we get a response rate of 37%, we know for every every, um, 100 responses, we get 15 calls. Of the 15 calls, we get seven clients. Very quickly, we've got a linear model we can scale. So we leverage the asset. Now, here's where I've seen The biggest failure point, the biggest failure point, and the biggest win for those doing seven figures. And I'm talking specifically about businesses who come to the inner circle and they've been below seven figures, never hit seven figures, then they hit it and they hit it. So, what normally happens when someone gets to their first seven figure year and we do our planning for the next 12 months, the next three years, they will say, Andy, I'm going into a new niche. And 99.9% of the time, I will say, do not go into a new niche. But they still do it. They still do it for various reasons. So we go into a new niche. However, what we should be doing is remembering what was our outcome. Well, I want to earn X amount in my pocket. I want to be taking that X amount of the business. I want to be selling the business in X amount of years. But we forget our fundamental plan. So we go into a new niche. And typically, we then got business one, and we've just done seven figures, and we're happy. We've got business two, which we start. Typically, this will go down to 750 K or around that sort of figure. And this business is going to struggle. 99% of the time, what we should be doing is scaling inside this niche. And we do it one of two ways, depending on the niche. Number one, we may may well be scaling from a, um, I'll call it volume approach But by that. I mean, if it's 10,000 clients, or 10,000 candidates, or 5,000, or 1,000, or 100,000, whatever the number may be, very quickly, we know what we can do every 30, 90, 120 days. So we can just literally run an automated process and get predictable outcome results. Or it could be we're dealing with, say, there are only 50 clients in this niche, or 500 candidates in this niche. One of our outcomes might be to get 20 points of contact in the next 90 days, or whatever it might be. So our model becomes around what our outcome is. So when we talk about scale, it's not just scale in terms of actual numbers, it's scale in terms of outcome. If you think about what we're actually doing here, it's a very simple model. Number one, we're getting a lead, whether it be client or candidate. Number two, we're actually getting the role and we're converting, conversion conversation. Number three, we're delivering and getting paid. It's very simple, but we lose sight of what actually our outcome is. So if we, if you are in a position whereby you're 250, half a mil, getting to the seven figures plus... Taking this view of asset leverage scale is key, is key. If you do this, the feast and famine, the feast and famine will not be happening. If you do this, you're going to have consistency. If you do this, you'll have assets, which for me, a huge outcome for members who are looking to get through that level. So that's number one, when we speak about feast and famine. Number two, when we speak about the whole process of overwhelm and we then get into... Um, well, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. And depending on what your structure is, whether whether it be a flat structure, whether you've got um, 10 consultants, you've got two consultants, it's just you. It's tough being the, um, the leader at times. So what we need to remember is the actual business of recruitment or search. What are we actually doing here? What are the actual steps we're looking to move through? Again, if we focus on what we're looking to achieve, which is seven figures, then be sustainable, be sustainable, As we progress and we grow, we've got two outcomes. One is we've got opportunity. That is our market grows, our positioning grows, our niche grows, our team grows, our leads grow. But more importantly for me is I want you to have certainty. Certainty. So as we move through, there's going to be a number of phases that that you can probably relate to. You can probably relate to. And these phases are a, a direct reflection of what we've got in terms of Guess what? An asset, which we'll come back to shortly. So as we move through our business levels, and we think about why we are in business and we start at these levels, the first outcome is we're looking for cash flow. Looking for cash flow. Now, depending on your market, whether it be um, whether you, you're in a, uh, a perm market or a, a temp market or a contract market or all of the above, there may be different drivers for you. But cash flow is is going to be a key driver when we start. But essentially what we've got happening is we've got a job. We've got a job. Now, next phase where some of you are right now. Down here, we're working in one-to-one. One-to-one. And it could be that your company is actually still working one-to-one. But the next phase is critical to bring through that seven figures. This is where we get into, into, flow. into flow. And what that really means is there's the, the client side and the candidate side. If you break down recruitment, it is that simple. There are X amount of clients you need X amount of candidates. It is that simple. When I came into recruitment about a decade ago, I was blown away by the um, the uh, lack of control from a business owner level saying, right, who's our client? Who's our candidate? How many are there? Who are they? Who needs what? What's the industry? What's the location? What's the role? What campaigns have we got to drive each of these? It was a mishmash. I thought I was going to find some um, underworld, which – never actually happened. So at this phase, we need a client, need a candidate. And as we start to grow, and we could be now about the 250 level, 500 level, you're now starting to get a team in place. You're now starting to get this one-to-one maybe that your team are doing. You're now starting to have admin other bits happening. Now again, we're not talking about automation, all the cool stuff that people want to talk about. We're talking about the fundamental principles of actually breaking through seven figures and staying there. So it might be at this point, you're doing one to few. Now the next is where we get into actually we are doing seven figures. We are doing seven figures, but we need to stay there. So two key drivers. First of all, this is where we work to one to many, which you probably know us for. But from a control level, KPIs and your role are the two key elements that will dictate whether we get to this asset point or not. Now if we don't have this, we don't have the KPIs and the ownership daily, weekly, monthly, and also your role changing as you grow. We will revert back to feast and famine. Virtually 100%. We'll have good year, bad year, and it sucks. Now the next part, the next part is if you're now doing seven figures or multiple seven figures, if you can take 10 days off a month, then you may have elements in this in place. I call it the jungle test. But the next part for me, again, going back to what I see as a key driver, monopolizing a market is one to all, one to all. So if there's 10,000 clients, those 10,000, guess what? You are the authority, going back to our asset. Guess what? We are connected on social. Guess what? They are in our campaigns weekly, daily, monthly, quarterly, whatever it might be. So when we talk about our process of growth, our asset growth is absolutely fundamental so we can leverage it and squeeze it. Now I've mentioned your role, your role. So when I look at my members, again, you can go listen to podcasts on iTunes again. There are a number of phases that we go through as a recruitment business owner. Number one, starts off, we've got a job. We've been in recruitment. We're tired of working for the man. am going to go alone. Number two, I like to break it down to become a technician. So Mike Tanabam John is done about 300. First year with us, it's not a best case study, but I'm going to make it really simple and be transparent with you. First year, he just missed doubling the business, and I expect that as a minimum. Why is that? So, we need to break down Mike's process, i.e., his candidate engagement, his, his client engagement, into a set of process steps. So, basically, look at his business as a technician. Now, identified his candidate process using one of our strategies that had 14 steps. So, we need to remove Mike from 10, 11, 12 of those 14 steps. So, all we, all we do is break his business into clients, into candidates. And then broke it down into technician steps, so 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 and remove Mike from 12 of them, allowing him to focus on the big ROI activities. Now the constraint is here, what happens now at this point? So the seven-figure business is when we get into the managerial role. And again, you may be from a corporate background, you may be an entrepreneur, but this process of management. Now, again, I'm going to focus on how we, we run things in the inner circle. So, for example, I mentioned Jamie Town. So, Jamie took a team from 35 down to seven. The most important person in his business was his VA. Why? Because the VA is running um, some of our automated strategies, bringing the client leads in, bringing the candidate leads in, removes the need for a sales director, a marketing director, etc., 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 and multiple branches. So, at this point, I'm not talking about the managerial setup in the old world of recruitment. I'm talking about the new world of recruitment. This, getting this right is key. Now, it could be that you, you want a virtual business. could be you want a, um, a, an on-site business. It pertains to both. But this is, the, this is the, um, the failure point and the success point. For most businesses at seven figures, we're looking to grow from that point. Your role in the business, absolutely fundamental. So the key thing is with your role in the business is knowing this. When we get to this point of seven figures, your number one outcome, your number one outcome is to be a leader. And by that, I mean the following. So your job is to ensure that a process does the following. We get it up. We get a process up, an automated process up. That's you. You own it. I'm not saying you do it, but you make sure it happens. Next step. We need to actually make it real. And what I mean by that is get it running. Get it running with a degree set of outcomes. So in the next 30 days, we expect to be putting through 300 leads a day or whatever the process is going to be. Next we need to make it recurring. Again, asset, leverage the asset. The process needs to recur. When you're asleep, it needs to be running. This 360 recruitment model is, I could speak all day about that. It needs to be running. So it brings in the clients and brings in the candidates. And finally, we need to make it better. So why is it someone can go, if you look on, on the podcast or on YouTube, etc., why is it someone can get a a uh, 94% inbound rate. Do you think they did that on their first go? Of course it didn't. It might have taken 10 cycles. It might have taken three. But it's taking the view that we're in a model here whereby we're going to get the process converting. Once it's converting, we can replicate it. And we go back to the beginning. Let's improve it by 25%. So along the top here, we've got a model of VA or PM, etc. cetera. Or it could be you've got consultants or commission-only recruiters or real recruit- recruiters. But your number one job is to become a leader and to ensure your team are the best they can be in terms of actually following the process steps. Again, is it sexy? No. Is it sustainable? Yes. And going back to what your, 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 your genius may or may not be, i.e. what you're good at and not good at, and it's amazing to me how many recruitment business owners hate sales. In that case, then, if you could focus on 5x in your leads, 5x in your leads, and you have a salesperson who maybe converts half of what you do, half as well, you're actually growing your, growing your business hugely. So we need to focus on building a system, again, leveraging the asset. Now, in terms of what we move through, as you move through each level, we've got something called the, um, the warrior system. So as a member moves through the different levels, in fact, let me do this first. So I mentioned KPIs. So at a high level, there are KPIs you, sh- you should be focusing on, of course, at a, a daily, weekly, monthly level. So you should have a seven-day plan, a 30-day plan, et cetera, for your automated campaigns. But at a management level, right now, we should all know what's our number of client leads per month, what's our candidates per month, our placements per month our revenue per month, our margin. Now, the two at the end, often not exciting for a recruitment business owner. But number one, how many days a month are you spending on your genius? So if your outcome is to go from one to two million this year, do you think you should be engaging with candidates? Do you think you should be engaging with clients possibly? No. Days off, there's a direct uh, relation between if you've got zero days off or you've got 15 days off, that's a direct correlation typically between how process and focus your businesses in terms of actually systems in the background. So at a management level, these are KPIs that we should be focusing on every single month. Indeed, we do. But then it breaks down to what happens on a daily level, of course, with your, for example, double R campaigns, down, to the, down to, to the percentage level. Now, as you move through, if you're, say, for example, doing 20, 30K a month, do you think that'd be the same strategy as someone doing 100K a month? Probably not. Will it be the same projects and plans? Probably not. KPI is the same. Probably not. But important, your role. Your role. That is the key driver between a business, getting past seven figures, and staying there. If there was one key outcome, it would be around the systemizing of the processes, the systems, the automation in the business, and your role. So going back to what we're actually focusing on here, getting into seven figures and beyond and staying there and growing. The key, the key driver is your role. It is the asset. So, it's taken a view across the year of breaking the year down into our first 120 days, 240, 365, into three thirds. Then each one of these breaks down to four again. So, we've got the first 30, 60, 90, 120. And so, what we have is a planning process, for example, so we get together three times a year live, and here's the dates we provisionally booked in. We spend two days solid, we plan out the next four months. So, the 30 day, we get our processes, systems, whatever project we're focusing on, up and running. 30 to 60 days, we get it automated. 60 to 90, we get it accelerated, which means we can replicate it. Then 90 to 120, we get it systemized. So it's not a case of doing dozens and dozens of activities or strategies. It's a case of doing the right activities and getting it systemized and automated. So the process needs to be focused on being strategic, being strategic with our planning in breaking down our year into three thirds, then each third broken down into, into four quarters. You only If you've already at the 500k plus mark, it's usually tweaks or a couple of additional strategies, and get them systemized and get them automated. Now, guys, I'm conscious of time. and I want to be respectful. So there's a whole host of drivers I could talk through. And I just really want to do a very quick hands-on session because we had emails over Christmas, around, well, many, many different drivers. And so just two quick hands-on sessions. One on was for those doing um, sort of start up to 250. And one was on by oh, the level you guys are at right now. So with that said, any questions placed in the chat box right now? And again, going to be respectful of time. And what I'm going to do is collate the questions and then get back to you guys. So let me just double check with Mark. Mark, from a tech side, if we've got everyone's questions collated, let me know, Mark. Epic. Thanks, Mark. So guys, listen, again, this is from actually working with businesses who have moved through the seven figures and continue to grow, but also being a completely open book. is seeing first-hand businesses who've made the decision to go, for example, to go into a brand new niche and take the wrong direction. So that's it, guys. I'm going to be, thanks, Rachel. I'm going to be cool with time. And if, for those of you who've asked questions, please send them to uh, Megan, um, M-E-G-A-N at recruitmentmarketinginternational.com. Megan, M-E-G-A-N, at RecruitmentMarketingInternational.com. I'll get make sure she gets back to you. And um, with that said, guys, listen, I have an epic 2019. Just so want to start the year and just uh, really just say hi. And uh, let's make this focused on sustainable. And asset is the key word for you guys. Asset. Okay, guys, speak soon. And I'll see you soon. Discover how to build your recruitment employment agency using one to many automation and inbound strategies before anyone else in your market specialization. Check out recruitmentmarketinginternational.com.